Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Would you like a million dollars? Of course you would. Unless the proviso was you wouldn't be able to wake up tomorrow. That is an old psychological question to remind you how important life is. We are already way off track. Point is, don't do it, and here's ten times WWE broke that exact rule. Whoops. Number ten, War Games. So obviously, eventually, we did get this down in NXT, and it continues to storm forward now. But the father of WWE's third brand had been pushing for this gimmick match for years. Triple H saw how successful it had been in WCW and thought, well, we own it, so why don't we use it? Vince McMahon saw it differently. Likely down to the fact that Vinnie Mac wasn't overly keen on anything that came from World Championship Wrestling, he ignored his son-in-law but did agree they should come up with a version of their own, hence the birth of the Elimination Chamber. I think the MO for that must have been utter pain because the reports from wrestlers how awful this thing was to bump in ran wild till about 2017 when the structure was tweaked so it wasn't actually killing guys. This seemed to be the year for getting things through the red tape too because in months after this upgrade, War Games did come to NXT and so far has been a smash hit every time. Number 9, a good invasion. It still hurts, right? And I know some people like to spin the WCW-ECW invasion of WWE as being better than we remember, and more power to you, but the major takeaway was no matter how you spin it, it was disappointing. Having no Goldberg, Nash, Sting, Hogan, Bischoff, Flair and so on meant it was always going to be slightly second rate. And when we got to the matches, sheesh, it was a destruction. That was probably the biggest problem too. An invasion only works if it feels like the invaders have a chance, but they never did. WCW personnel got murked by the WWE guys for months before we wrapped things up at the Survivor Series 2001, only months after we had kicked things off. This story should have gone on for years. Don't forget this was every wrestling fan's dream as well. It was never even meant to be a possibility, so when it was and it wasn't great, man, slammed right in the balls. Number 8, Paul Heyman's vision for WWE CW. Paul Heyman was allowed to run WWE's version of ECW alone. I think it may still be around today. Yep, I said it. Even though the promotion had always been somewhat of a niche in the mid-2000s, there was still enough love and support that it was brought back to life. 2005's One Night Stand was an utter success, and as Vince McMahon was looking at ways to create his own competition, he greenlit the revival of everybody's favorite under-the-radar brand. Paul Heyman was brought in to run it too, but like anything under the WWE banner, Vince McMahon had to sign off all of the ideas. So when Heyman wanted to make CM Punk his star, for example, he was told, nope, 
we need you to build Bobby Lashley, and things started to go bad. In fact, it went so off the rails, Paul left the company after a row with McMahon and thought he may never return. And seriously, ECW fans were always ready and willing to spend money on their biggest passion. Just Google the sales of the rise and fall of ECW DVD. But because we had to turn it into a proving ground for future Raw and SmackDown superstars, it was dead only a few years later. And to tell the truth too, it was pretty much done and dusted after six months. Number seven, the main roster versus NXT. Do you want to know something really sad? If we did this now, I think anybody would care. There was a time when fan forums the world over debated who would win between NXT wrestlers and WWE superstars. And when we got glimpses like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn tangling with John Cena, it felt like a weird wrestling dream. So why not expand on this and do the long-touted four horsewomen feud or go nuts and have Demon Finn Balor take on The Undertaker? Sounds like a good way to expand your third brand to me. Instead, we just stopped doing it. There was that one Survivor Series where Triple H led his team into battle, but otherwise it really did feel like no one in power thought this was a good idea, probably because they saw the NXT crew as small indie guys. And I'm really, really glad we got past that, eh? Not only would this have sparked the fans' imaginations, but it also would have opened the door for main roster folk popping down to NXT, because we would have established that it shouldn't be considered a step down. And as of today, forget about it. That plan is dead. Number six, the broken universe. I know, I know, the broken world of Matt Hardy wasn't for everyone. I think in many ways I would have preferred to never have tried this in WWE, because now it is quite clear that Vince McMahon didn't get it, but thought he should do something with it because he saw lots of people in the crowd going delete. That is great on one hand, you should react to your audience, but not when you ensure it's such a half-hearted effort when something is this nuts, you gotta go all in. Even doing it this way, it was still able to help out all over the place. Much like Jeff Hardy and Impact, this universe helped Bray Wyatt rehab himself from yet more terrible WWE booking. And then there was the ultimate deletion that was wonderfully ridiculous. It entertained me. If Hardy had been allowed to build on this, especially on the bigger stage, I think it would have rocked. But go and listen to the commentary during that cinematic fight. It was almost as if Michael Cole was reading a Vince script word for word and rolling his eyes the entire time. Whatever happened to wrestling being a variety show? Number five, Roman Reigns doesn't turn heel. Now, I don't think when we finally did it, it was too late, but man, can you imagine? I mean, just picture it. Roman Reigns has defeated The Undertaker at WrestleMania. He comes out and Raw, gets that crazy reaction, does the whole, this is my yard now, and from that point on, starts to transform into the tribal chief. Tremendous, I tell ya. Tremendous. There's more to this as well, because around this time is when some statisticians say fans did turn WWE off because they weren't happy with what the company was doing. And given that things were a little bit stale, just pulling the trigger on Roman would have got the conversation started, and you need that conversation. Really, it comes down to what we've already mentioned, listening to the crowd and then responding in kind. And fair play to Vince McMahon for believing that he could make it work, but the truth was he couldn't, and a proper opportunity was lost. Real shame. Number four, Daniel Bryan versus Adam Cole 2. Do you remember when this happened from nowhere after there were some serious issues after a Saudi Arabia show? A bunch of superstars couldn't get to SmackDown, so the call was made to NXT, and we got this dream match. Shock horror, it was great. I suppose this ties into the NXT chat we were having earlier, but it's slightly different now, as I want to talk about the sheer aversion to calling some guys up. Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly could have easily have tried their luck against Bryan on a bigger stage, and now they ain't even with the company anymore. There's countless other talents who were also let go that should have at the very least been let loose against the best there was to offer, and always going back to the status quo was a silly decision to make. And it doesn't mean that all of this would have worked, but the fact we didn't even give it a go 
Nobody thought Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to do much of anything either within the hierarchy. But look what happened with that. Sometimes you just got to take a risk and see what happens. Number three, SummerSlam 1992 Part 2. Internally within WWE, there is this idea that SummerSlam 92 from the UK wasn't a success because of the difference in time zones. And sure, maybe the buy rate wasn't as good as it could have been, but they sold out Wembley Stadium. You can't spin that any other way. That's amazing. For decades, it was genuinely one of the biggest ever houses they'd drawn as they capitalized on their support this side of the pond. And yet, we've never done it again. And yes, we had the likes of Capital Carnage one night only an insurrection. But I went to a lot of these, and I tell you, they made no difference to anything. A house show by any other name. There doesn't even seem to be a thought about doing this one more, and that seems ridiculous given how much money they could make. Even in 2021, when there was a rumor of a UK pay-per-view, everybody was quick to mention this would not be a SummerSlam and may be its own bespoke thing again. So in short, I am an impatient fan and I want this back in my country yesterday. Thank you very much. Number two, the Four Horsewomen rivalry. We mentioned this earlier, but it feels like it deserves its own entry just due to how long it went on. I mean, this never really had any kind of TV time, and yet the idea of Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Sasha Banks facing off against Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Marina Shafir, and Jessamyn Duke was discussed by fans constantly. It made all the sense in the world too, because you had the wrestling group versus the MMA group, and both felt like they had laid claim to this first. If done right, you could have also turned Duke and Shafir into stars if the rest were already doing their thing, but instead, nothing. And I would get this if wrestling was a seasonal thing too, but it never ends, literally. Even if you had done it on NXT, that would have been something, and today, there's just no way. Every single person has moved on to a different position, and it'll forever be a what-if situation. Number one, MJF. Yep, that is right. Although Maxwell Jacob Freeman in 2015 wasn't the man he would go on to become, he did send an audition to that year's Tough Enough, and WWE said no. Whoopsie. What's baffling about this is when you watch this tape, it seems like a slam dunk. He is totally different to everybody else who has also submitted a tape, and you can already see hints at what was around the corner. For a dude that presented himself as a rookie, he was ahead of the pack. This may actually end up costing WWE millions of dollars too, because as MJF himself keeps saying, in 2024 when his contract is due, he expects a bidding war which will make him a very, very rich man. Given that he's only in his mid-twenties, his star will only rise as well. <laughs> Boy, howdy to WWE, Mr. Bull with this one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.